There's equity investing, where you're aiming for appreciation and hoping for a home run. And then there's debt investing, where you're collecting payments on an obligation, and you know exactly what you're going to get. Which is better for your portfolio? I'm Brian Ellis. I'll tell you right now in episode number 63. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, my friends. The fallout continues from the last two episodes of this show, which you should listen to right away if you haven't yet done so, in which I gave you a brutally honest assessment of the investment model of turnkey rental property companies in which you're required to pay full retail price for your investments. I'm still getting hate mail from turnkey rental companies, but I've gotten a whole lot of very nice and gracious feedback from many of you who had been considering this path and welcomed the additional perspective I provided. And I've even received some feedback and acknowledgement from folks who have been burned in the past by paying full retail for their investments. I welcome your continued feedback at feedback at sdiradio.com. Here's a quick note. I'll have some really excellent real estate note investment opportunities arising in the next few weeks. These will be very high-quality real estate notes with substantial collateral for your investment and extremely attractive interest rates, some up to 12%. And there's only one way to be included in the announcement about the availability of those notes, and that's to be subscribed to my private Self-Directed Investors email discussion group. So if you've already joined up for free by texting the word SDI Radio with no spaces to 33444, then you're all set. But if you haven't done that and you'd like to get access to some great note investing opportunities, then now is the time to text the word SDI radio with no spaces or periods to 33444. For now, it's free to subscribe to that group, but it won't be forever. So go ahead and text the word SDI radio to 33444. So equity versus debt. Do you understand the difference? You really must, because that distinction holds the key for understanding how to allocate the capital you have available for investment. Equity simply means ownership. When you're an equity investor, your profit or loss comes as a result of owning an asset whose value goes up or down. Whether in real estate or stocks, if your wealth rises or falls based on the changing value of an asset, then you're an equity investor. What's the alternative? It's debt. Debt basically means you're loaning someone some money. Pretty simple, right? Well, which is better, debt or equity? That's not really the right question. Both have a place in your portfolio, but probably not in the ratios you've been told. The popular perception is that one should be an equity-oriented investor when they're young and transition to debt-based investing as they age. You know, more risk when you're young, less risk when you're old. You've heard it before. My friends, that bit of common sense wisdom is bunk. Absolute garbage. Why? Well, much like the diamond industry is behind the popular but silly notion that one should spend three to six months' worth of salary on an engagement ring... Wall Street is behind the notion that equity should form the default choice for your portfolio with debt being in the backup position. Why? While Wall Street certainly does a huge amount of debt business, its bread and butter is on the equity side. But let's look at this rationally, shall we? Over the last 25 years, the S&P 500, Wall Street's benchmark for the performance of equities, has averaged about 7% per year, and far less when you consider the degree to which the dollar has declined in value in that time. 
It's even worse over the last 15 years when the S&P 500 has averaged under 2.5% per year, even including the last three years when stocks have been booming. The challenge for investors in equities, whether in stocks or real estate, is one thing, volatility. Even more than total risk, volatility is a killer when you actually own an asset that changes value. Here's what I mean. Take LA Real Estate as an example. If you'd bought back in 89 and held on until now, you'd be doing really well with values leaping by nearly two and a half times since then. But the rest of the story is that by the mid-90s, LA Real Estate values had fallen by nearly 20%. Then they bolted upwards consistently for several years, followed by being mown in half in 06 to 09. If you're able to take the good with the bad, then as I said, your real estate in LA would be worth a couple times more now than in 89. But the question is, could you hold on while these massive market gyrations are happening? Remember, you have the benefit of hindsight right now, but back in 2007, 8, and 9, nobody had any idea how long the markets would continue to fall. It looked like nothing but downside. My friends, that is what equities are about. You have to take the good with the bad. There's upside potential for sure, but that's mitigated by downside risk. And do you know historically which movements happen faster? Booms or busts? You guessed it. Busts happen much, much faster. Furthermore, with equities, you get paid last. If you own a stock, your stock values only rise after the company has paid all of its employees and contractors. Your stock only increases after it pays its suppliers, its taxes, and its debts. Your stock, if it goes up, goes up only after all that has happened. You're literally the very lowest on the totem pole of priorities, and you're compensated for that risk only by the theory of unlimited upside potential. But do you know anyone who has ever made an unlimited amount of money from any investment? Neither do I. Every investment has a limited upside. So how does debt investing compare? My friends, I make no recommendations about Wall Street's version of debt investing. Corporate bonds just don't get my juices flowing. But good real estate debt, in the form of loans to good borrowers that pay attractive interest rates and are secured by excellent collateral, well, that gets me excited. So consider the notion of generating just an 8% return. Doesn't sound very exciting, does it? But think of it like this. In the real world, if you'd invested in the S&P 500 over the last 25 years, you'd have made a bit over 7% per year. But to earn that rate, you'd have been required to hold on the entire time during multiple genuine crashes of the stock market where your portfolio would have been slashed in half repeatedly in very short periods of time. Or, 25 years ago, you could have bought one real estate note paying you 8%. It would have been dull the whole time. Not a single downturn. No need to sweat when you go to bed at night worrying about what would happen to your portfolio during the night. Every month, you get another check, like clockwork. And because your debt would be secured with more real estate value than the amount of your loan, you'd have made even more money if for some reason your loan stopped performing because you could sell the collateral and keep the profit. And my friends, that's just a simple but very real example of the difference. The creme de la creme of equity investing, the S&P 500, simply doesn't measure up to the return available in a typical real estate debt investment. And frankly, it's possible to do far better than 8% with note investing. In fact, like I said, I'll soon have some notes available that are paying up to 12% interest with substantial collateral for you as part of the deal. That's hard to beat. If you want to be notified about that when the time comes in a few weeks, be sure to get on my private email discussion group list by texting SDI Radio to 33444. Now, my friends, today's show doesn't mean that I'm endorsing an all-debt approach to allocating your portfolio. No, but there is a ratio. I call it the wealth ratio that you should consider employing in your portfolio, and I'll tell you all about that on tomorrow's broadcast. Until tomorrow, remember, invest wisely today. 
Live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society.